Our scripture lesson this morning comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. Listen now for the word of God. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today does mark the end of our annual religious arts festival here at IPC. Throughout this past wonderful week, we have joined in events celebrating God's good gifts of light and color. We have celebrated these gifts through music, scripture, and secular readings, a consideration of church architecture and how our sacred spaces inform our understanding of God, of Jesus Christ, and of the Christian community, and how we as the church relate to the larger world. We considered the color and light of our stained glass windows here in our sanctuary and the art of Tiffany glass. Along the way, we remembered that God's first gift was the gift of light. Before God spoke the creation into being, everything was a dark and formless void. And then God spoke God's first words, let there be light. And the creation came into being as light exploded across the cosmos. In that light, all life gained the ability to enjoy and revel in God's gift of color in all its dazzling array as earth and sky water and land, vegetation, flowers, trees, and all manner of creatures burst upon the scene. From the beginning of the beginning, scripture tells us, our God has been the source of light and life, of color and joy, and of the amazing grace of love. In the sacred stories of scripture, whenever God appeared on the scene throughout the Old Testament, God appeared in glorious light. When God called Israel to be God's peculiar treasure on the earth, a people set apart and distinct. When God made covenant with Israel, God called them to be a light to the nations and told them that they were blessed in order to be a blessing. 
In the fullness of time, when God sent Jesus into the world, Jesus' birth came in the darkness of a Bethlehem night and in the darkness of Roman occupation. But all of that darkness was shattered by the one who was the light of the world. And his light still shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not and will not overcome it. Even the darkness of death on a cross could not snuff out his light. For three days later, in the brilliant dawning light of Easter morning, his resurrection shattered the darkness of death forever. In an act, perhaps, of providence, at least that's what we Presbyterians want to think, the gospel reading from the lectionary today was this passage from Matthew chapter 5, in which Jesus reminds those gathered to hear the Sermon on the Mount, his disciples and closest followers, that they are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world, let your light shine before others so that they can see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. It is important for us to know that in the Greek, Jesus is speaking not a singular you, but a plural you. In essence, Jesus is pointing at that gathered crowd, those seeking to follow him faithfully and saying, y'all are the salt of the earth, y'all are the light of the world. Also note that Jesus is not telling them that if they try hard enough and work at it hard enough, they may someday be salt and light. No, Jesus says, you already are salt and light. A word about these images, taken from ordinary household items available to every family in the time of Jesus. You are the salt of the earth. What makes salt useful? In the time of Jesus, salt had three main uses. First, in a time with no refrigeration or ice at hand, salt served the important purpose of preserving food so that it did not spoil, so that it did not suffer from corruption. Second, salt was used as a purifying element and even aided in healing. And finally, Salt brought flavor to life, just as it does today. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus said. You are meant to be distinctive in how you live in this world, by preserving what is good, by being agents of healing wherever you go, and by adding flavor to life. We Christians, it seems, are meant to be salty people, not to be dull, lifeless, or to make life seem less enjoyable, we are to be salty, to add life, flavor, healing, and joy to the life of the world around us. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. It is difficult for us perhaps to fully grasp the importance of light in the time of Jesus. We live in a world where we can never fully escape light. In the places where most of us live, we cannot even see the stars in the night sky properly because of all of the light pollution all around us. But in the time of Jesus, darkness was deep and pervasive when night fell. There were dangers lurking in the dark. 
An oil lamp was the only source of light in the home, illuminating everything around it as it pushed back against that pervasive darkness. The lamp would do no good if it was placed, unless it was placed on a lampstand. Only when it was clearly visible to all could it serve its purpose. So it is with Christian people and with the Christian church, Christ is saying. We are those who share the light of Christ with a dark world. And in order for others to see Christ's light, the light shining in our individual lives and in our churches, that light must be visible like a lamp set on a lampstand or a city set on a hill. My friends, we, the Church of Jesus Christ, the community of believers who are Christ's body, living and breathing and moving through the world, we are the light and the salt, and we are called to have an influence in the world around us. We do not have to produce that salt and light ourselves, they are free gifts given by the grace of Jesus Christ. We are salt and light because Jesus has declared us to be. It is not who we will be someday. It is who we are right this very moment as we sit together in these pews. We are already salt and light. Jesus is simply calling us to know the truth of who we are deep within ourselves and to live into that truth in the way we live our lives every day as individuals and as a church. You individually are salt and light and how you live and move through the world matters a great deal because others are watching how you live and your life may be the only glimpse of Jesus on any given day another person may have. And we, Independent Presbyterian Church, we together as a community of believers are salt and light. And how we behave as a church in this community and in our relationship to each other and to the world matters profoundly. There are those in our community and even across the world who may look at how we live out the gospel of Jesus Christ in our daily ministry and decide by what they see if the church is worthy of their time and their talents, their resources, and their very lives. They may wander in one Sunday and sit in a pew for worship, and depending on how they are welcomed, the joy and the beauty of the worship they experience, the quality of our study of scripture and theology, the warmth of our fellowship and our care for one another in good times and hard times, the way we exhibit our unity with Christ and with one another, even though there are things about which we may disagree, the compassion and justice of our mission in this community and around the world, how well we live out the calling to be salt and light, to be faithful disciples of Jesus Christ, may just determine if they ever return, if they decide to make a commitment to the church and even to Christ himself. Are we salty enough as individuals and as a community of faith? Are we adding flavor to life? Are we working for healing, for justice? Are we a force for preserving what is good? Are we letting our light shine individually and as a church 
Is the light of our life as a community of faith strong enough to push back against the darkness of the world and the darkness so many people may be experiencing in their own individual lives on any given day? When they look at us individually and as a church, can they see Jesus clearly? And will they find themselves drawn to him by what they see in us? Frederick Buechner tells a story in his sermon, Let Jesus Show, about an Episcopal priest friend of his who told him about a Christmas pageant at his church. Buechner writes, the manger was down in front of the chancel steps where it always is. Mary was there in a blue mantle and Joseph in a cotton ball beard. The wise men were there with a handful of shepherds and of course in the midst of them all was the Christ child lying in the straw. The nativity story was read aloud by my friend with carols sung at appropriate places and all went like clockwork until it came time for the arrival of the angels of the heavenly host as represented by the children of the congregation who were robed in white and scattered throughout the pews with their parents. At the right moment, they were supposed to come forward and gather around the manger singing, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill among all people. And that is just what they did except there were so many of them that there was a fair amount of crowding and jockeying for position, with the result that one particular angel, a girl of about nine years old who was smaller than most of them, ended up so far out on the fringes of things that not even by craning her neck and standing on her tiptoes could she see what was going on. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to all people. They all sang on cue, and in the momentary pause that followed, the small girl electrified the entire church by crying out in a voice shrill with irritation and frustration and enormous sadness at having her view blocked, let Jesus show. My friends, are we letting Jesus show in the way we live our lives as individuals and as a church? Jesus does not call us to be salt and light, to let our good deeds be done before others so that we will be praised. No, all of this business of being salt and light in our world is for the sole purpose of allowing others to see God more clearly, to see Jesus Christ more clearly by seeing the love, grace, mercy, justice, and hope of God and Christ shining through us. We are not the source of the light. In the same way, our stained glass windows only show their true beauty by reflecting the light that comes from outside of them and shines through them, revealing the magnificent color and beauty. So we are the light of the world only insofar as we reflect the one who is the true light of the world, only insofar as we allow the love, grace, mercy, justice, and light of Christ to flow through us as water flows through a vessel or as light flows through these beautiful stained glass windows bathing us in color and light. We are now Christ's body in this world, and if we do not take seriously this call as individuals and as a church to be salt and light, 
there may be many who will never have the opportunity to see Christ clearly in a world that is so often dull and dark. If we do not let Jesus show in our own lives and in the daily life of our church, who might we block from seeing him in all his beauty and glory, seeing his love and grace, and being drawn to his light in such a way that they want to give their lives to him. If we are going to let Jesus show, we have to remain salty and we have to shine. Of course, you do know how to shine. You shine brightly in so many ways every day. You tutor children after school in our liftoff program who are in deep need of not only educational help, but the love and grace of adults who rejoice in their limitless potential. You teach our children in catechesis of the Good Shepherd so that they come to know the love Jesus has for them. You help teach adults and lead small groups. You help as an adult advisor to our youth group. You take meals to people in need through Love Thy Neighbor nourishing them with food and with our love. You call our homebound members so that they know they are not alone. You provide a spirit of hospitality to members and visitors alike who come through our doors for worship and other activities so that they know that we welcome them just as Christ does. You sing in our choir and lift the souls of those in worship closer to God. You usher at memorial services, providing comfort to grieving families. You care about one another and provide intercessory prayer for the sick and the grieving. You knit prayer shawls to give to members and friends in times of serious illness or grief so that they feel themselves enveloped in God's love and in ours. You accept the call to serve as an officer of the church or on our church committees to provide for the ongoing ministry of this community of faith. You provide dinner at first light. You bag sweet potatoes and crop drops and bring items to help stock our blessing boxes and pack our weekend buddy bags so that those most on the margins of our community feel the love and compassion of God. You serve on the guild and make ready our sacred spaces for worship and service. You travel to far-flung places across the globe with our mission teams to share the light and salt of Christ with neighbors living in places of deep poverty and need. You befriend in your daily life a new child at school, or you speak a word of kindness to a tired checkout person in the grocery store. You move through your place of work with integrity, honesty, and respect. You work to create a family that loves one another and serves God and Christ faithfully. You greet a homeless person on the street kindly, and you recognize their dignity as a child of God. And you come here, and you lift your hearts, minds, and voices in worship of God, the source of all goodness, grace, justice, mercy, and love the source of all light. Remember, salt and light are only of use when they are shared. Salt that sits in a container and is not poured out is of no use. Light that hides under a basket is dim and ineffective. Only when it pours forth from its source does it give light and life to others around it. So Christ calls us to share 
what he so lavishly poured out upon us with one another and with the whole world so that they can see him more clearly reflected through the way we live our lives. Today, you will come to this table. This meal is strength for the journey of discipleship. This food will enable you to go out from this place in the power of the Holy Spirit to share Christ's salt and light with each other and with the world. So stay salty, friends. Do not hide the light of Christ that is shining through you. Christ calls us all to shine. Your light and my light individually may seem small and weak. Your salt and my salt individually may seem like they are only tiny grains. But if we do not share the salt and light Christ has given to each of us individually, and if we do not share the salt and life Christ has given to our church, the world will have less flavor, healing, and joy. The world will be a bit darker. This little light of mine, this little light of ours, we have to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine so that together with all the faithful of every time and place, we will let Jesus show for all the world to see. So my friends, sprinkle liberally the salt Christ has given you and let your little light shine brightly. And as you do, to God be the glory. Amen.